Hey! Hey! Sansi! How you doing, Carl? Dandy. Good, good. Um, we should talk about the flavor of the day. We should talk about the one savior named Michael Babcock, who is entering the so-called mecca of hockey, or as he put it, Canada's team, and will be leading uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs for the foreseeable future, at least the next eight years, at least getting paid for the next eight years. We'll see if he stays that long. So the first domino of the coaching free agent market for this summer has now fallen. Well, I think technically McClellan beat him by a day or two, right? True. Do you uh, think he would yeah, have? This yeah, was, this, was, this was the big one for sure. Yeah. This one is the one that places second-tier coaching in its place. This is yeah. the one that yeah. allows yeah. everybody to have an opportunity to job now. Yeah, McClellan goes to Edmonton. Nobody cares about Edmonton because, as you said, Toronto is Canada's team. It's Canada's team. Everyone from coast to coast supports Toronto. Well, at least is a huge fan. May not follow them, may not go to their games, may not actually wear their jerseys, yeah. but thinks about them. Yeah. Feels bleeds, them. Sends. Bleed, it's inside. Bleeds, bleeds blue. It's beneath the skin. Canadians bleed blue. It's beneath, yes. Yeah, it's beneath the skin. It's just You just can't really... They don't, yeah. they don't talk about it, but it's there. Come on. But you know what? This whole thing that we're doing right now, this is why it's actually great that he goes there. Because I was thinking about it. This is great for hockey, isn't it? Oh, it's great. I it's love actually it. the best place for him to go. It, it's great for hockey. I think it's great. It's um, quite the challenge that he's undertaking, though. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because, you know, you had a lot of talk where it's like, I want to win. So you were thinking maybe a St. Louis might uh be a good place or or buffalo is certainly you know got a ton of picks and prospects yeah. and it's going to be probably an, an easier at least maybe a, a quicker rebuild um but you know this is all about mike babcock believing in one thing uh mike babcock <laughs> you know he believes in himself he's up for this challenge and um you know, listening to a lot of people, I, I was in particular listening to Nick Costanica the other day mm-hmm. of Yahoo Sports. I guess he's leaving Yahoo Sports yeah. um, soon, but um, that's a tough loss for them. Uh, anyway, he was just saying, I'm excited. You know, Now we're going to see what kind of coach this guy really is. True. Um, because we know he can take a good team and win with them. And, and that sounds easy and that sounds obvious, but it's not. You know, you look at, as I said, just St. Louis. You look at them and Hitchcock. You look at San Jose, had a good team for all those years with McClellan and, and other coaches, and it just didn't work out. Just because you have a good team doesn't mean you're going to get there. And uh, so and that's, that's one thing that, you know Babcock so can do. that's what's so impressive about what Quenville's doing right now, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, um, and you know, you look at, you know, Babs, and maybe he just thought Toronto, it, we're starting from uh, from the ground up, and, and this is, you know, not not taking a shot at Toronto, but this is a pretty low point for them. Uh in franchise history, I mean, they're in, in, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But maybe he's just thinking we're going to build this sucker from the from the ground up, and I'm going to be that guy. Uh, sure. The the one the one caveat that we should add to Toronto is everyone's talking about them being possibly worse than Buffalo as a, as a destination for Babcock. But in truth, 
they have assets. They have some major assets in Toronto. They have JVR. They have Dion Phaneuf. They have Phil Kessel. Three components that are worth a lot on the trade market. You may disagree, but I think they do. No, I don't disagree with that. But but as far as, you know, what ounce you got? Because that, that's not a whole lot. No, I but mean, it's something... If you're something... telling me you got th those three, I'm thinking, eh. Okay. Okay. You've got an overpaid defenseman. Uh, but I'm just saying, if you, compare, who, if you compare it to Buffalo, you know, right? If you compare it to Buffalo, you've got Jai Keichel coming in. And Les Edmonton... And Sam Reinhardt and and Sam you know, Reinhardt, but we did, but they're all unknown still. Like, exactly, look at Greg Renko; exactly. he ain't, he's not popping in at all. He's nah, not even he's coming not. through. Yeah, look at their D. Yeah. Their D was was suspect last year. Yeah, even the kids were suspect last year. Yep. So I mean, sure, on paper they look great, but are mm. they? Well, it's interesting you say that too because. Uh, I was listening to Shanahan on Hockey Central at noon the other day, and he was saying that, you know, what we're saying now is, is why, why do you pick Toronto? Um, you know, maybe there's not a lot there. Like you said, there are maybe these pieces there, but, but beyond that, there's not a whole lot there. True. And, and, and Shanahan, Shanahan was just saying, I sort of flipped that and just thought, like, maybe that's a reason for him to come here. You know, the fact that we really don't have a whole lot. And I was straight up with them and very honest in saying that things will probably get worse before they get better. And and for a guy like uh, Babcock, who does have this ego, and, and, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. Um, he believes in himself. He's a confident coach. That's great. That's what makes him a great coach. Who do you think um, is going to benefit the most from that hire in Toronto? If everybody stays. I think uh, I'm not sure if it's the big guys like like a Kessel or a JVR or even a Fanuf. I think it's the other guys. I think it's like a Kadri, maybe a Bozak if he's still there, and, and a Morgan Riley and maybe a Jake Gardner. I think it's like those guys. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the big, big names uh, like Kessel. Still. I just saw this great thing on, on Twitter. You know that movie Catch Me If You Can with uh, DiCaprio and Tom Hanks? Yes, yes, where he's uh, and, and so a con someone, Yeah, and so someone uh, photoshopped that movie poster as uh mike babcock is the uh is the fbi detective tom, tom hanks. hanks character you know with the fedora yeah. hat and then uh phil kissel uh phil kissel phil kessel is the uh the escape you know the the con artist and it says in the, in the movie title is coach me if you can <laughs> and i was like that's great there should be more fedoras in the nhl there should be yeah well he wore one you know speaking of babs he wore one in that uh outdoor game against chicago years back so more maybe GMs. He'll, maybe he'll bring it back more gm should be wearing some mm -hmm. type of i don't know yeah headwear yeah. of some kind yeah, and smoking. Smoking. Damn it. Well, we, we do have the Rangers Sather who at least holds a cigar in his mouth the entire game. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> which has which was which is great. I know it's amazing. Um, um okay, before we started this, I was thinking about Babcock because of course, yeah. you know, it's everywhere right now. It's what everyone's talking about. Sure. But there's one thing I mean, he, he was a coach of the team you follow. Why yeah. why is he great? I know he's won, and like you said, he's won with great teams. What what makes him so much better, worth so much more, uh, being coveted at a, such a higher level than any other coach in the history of the game? What's going on with him? You know what's going on? It's uh, two gold medals for Canada. 
that's what it is, right? Because look, media if, driven. If, then. if if you yeah, it is. It is. I think a lot of it is. It's not taking anything away from the guy at all. He's a great coach, but it it's if he just had that 2008 cup with Detroit. Yeah. Would we be doing this? Would this be happening? No. Would he be making $8 million this year? Yeah. This would not be happening at all. And now you look at that, you know, he came in in 2006, the, the year after the lockout. The Wings lost early, I think, in the first round to Edmonton. But that was kind of okay. Not really okay, but Edmonton at least went to a, a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup final, right? Um, and then the next year, the, the Wings, 2007, they went, made the conference final. They lost to Edmonton. Edmonton wins their cup. Or, uh, sorry, Anaheim. And Anaheim won their cup. 2008, the Wings get their cup. 2009, they almost had another. But since then, there hasn't been a whole lot going on. But there is uh, one thing that's consistent about him is he does do well during regular season. He does get the points, right? He does very well during the regular season. And I I think, you know, when I look at... Because obviously, yeah, you're right. As as a fan of the team he's coached, uh, I follow him pretty closely. I think 2010... I think the uh, Vancouver Olympics and I think the uh, 2012-13 season with Detroit, uh, I think those are his two greatest coaching achievements in, in the last decade. I don't think it's the cup with Detroit. I think Detroit was a team that one of those three years, they're probably going to get a cup. Uh, it you know I'm not saying it doesn't matter who the coach is. I think it does matter. But I think that they had a good enough team to, to win with another coach. Um, but 2012 and 13... After Lidstrom, it was the short season. They barely squeaked in the playoffs. They took out Anaheim first round. They pushed Chicago to seven. Like, he really had those guys uh, playing well. Um, One thing that's interesting, too, though, this year, Detroit was the only team that that had the capabilities of containing Tampa. And what people are saying, or from what I can see, the reason being is because they're taking away that center line. Not, Not the red line, but this, like, from midway... The midway point between the posts out to the center of the right, ice, right. that line, they're taking that away from, from Tampa. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they were successful doing it. And that's all coaching because Montreal Absolutely. could do it and New York hasn't been able to do it in the past few games. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. And that's what they did against against Chicago a couple of years back where they, they were literally one goal. They lost in overtime. They were literally one goal from another conference final. Um, so there yeah, is something so I, to be said I, I, about I look that. at that, and and again, I look at the 2010 Olympics. The the Sochi Olympics is just like I'm sorry, uh, but that's just such a great team. They were gonna win. They're, that that was never in doubt. Yeah, unfortunately for doubt. Russia, they, uh, they they didn't have yeah. much of a chance. Yeah, it just it it just was gonna happen. You knew it. Um, but 2010, I think you know having that team, you know that Canadian Olympic team at home, you know in Canada, in Vancouver, and especially after they lost, right? They lost to the, to the states that five three lost in the preliminary round. Um, there was a just a ridiculous amount of pressure on that team, and I think he did a great job, like protecting the guys, protecting the team, keeping them focused. And yeah, you know it came down on an overtime goal, but but it doesn't matter. They got it done, right? Um, and I think he did a fantastic job. Um, but again, I mean, with, with the Leafs, he's going to have to do that for 82 games, uh, over the course of several months, he's going to have to protect guys a lot because, you know, this love fest isn't going to last forever. Um, people are going to be all over him, uh, probably in no time at all, even though he and Shanahan at the, at their press conference said, you know, pain is coming. Don't think it isn't coming. It's going to get worse before it gets better, which, you know, that also might be a little, Hey, let's buy ourselves some time. Or if, you know we're a little ahead of schedule it's going to look really great for us right um 
but but yeah, I, I think things are not going to be good right away. It's, it's going to take them several years to get going again. This is my worry for, for Toronto, signing this guy. Is Does this mean that next year you're missing the playoffs by a few points and now you're picking... You know, in the mid round again. <laughs> Does this mean that what you're, what you what you're saying right now is you are describing the Detroit Red Wings, but who making have the not playoffs had a, though? Who have, but yeah, but they have not. But it doesn't. They they have not had a top ten draft pick since 1991. But that's mostly because you're making the playoffs. This yeah, is yeah, a but, team but, that might miss the playoffs and still not have a top. Yeah, 10. yeah. But what I mean is, if it doesn't, you know, whatever. So you make the playoffs at 16 and you lose in the first round. Like, how much better is that than than missing? the playoffs well, as a 13 fan, or 14 as a fan gets you giddy come on yeah yeah i'm saying it gets you giddy but it doesn't get your team any better and and no, you look at doesn't. the wings and that's why you know they 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 don't win enough and yet they win too much because they can't get any of these picks i mean dylan larkin was their last uh who just turned pro which is just great thank pro. you um they go back in the draft yeah, so you know they uh, they pick him at fifteen. That's the highest draft pick they've had since nineteen ninety one. Kid wasn't even born in nineteen ninety one. Like I mean, that's you know. So yeah, I mean that very well could happen to to Toronto, where like you said, they're gonna get their fourth pick. It's fourth this year, right? I believe so. They're fourth overall this year, so they're gonna get a good piece. Um, and you know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, if they're finishing like seventeenth, eighteenth in the league, um, yeah, that that might hurt, but. At the same time, that that doesn't that mean they're getting better. I mean, they're getting better and they're they're getting there. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I, next I year. guess it, then it all falls on Mark Hunter. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, we'll see. And we we got to see what happens this summer too, because like you said, I mean, those three pieces that you just mentioned with uh, Kessel and JVR and Fanuf, who knows if those guys will really be there? I mean, they might really just tear this whole thing down. That's what I would do. Um, yeah, I would too. All due Why respect, not? like I would to, to the players uh, that we're talking about, I would yeah. completely tear down that yeah. team. And I think they might and keep I, Kadri, I think they... keep, I, I would keep all, I would keep the youth. Yeah. But yeah, I think you keep, I mean, yeah, you got, you got to have some kind of center there. That's <laughs> no, well, he's sure. a good centerman too. And he is a good center. And that's what I mean. I think that, I think, I think he and he and Riley, in Gardner, I think those are the types of guys that are really going to benefit the most. Um, I think at this point, you probably just, you know, say goodbye to Phaneuf. It's a huge contract. See you later. You might get a first rounder back from him. Uh, for, for Kessel, you're definitely getting a first round pick back for him oh, more uh, and more. And so, yeah. If, I, you can I, get, if you can get a first rounder from this year's draft, yep, you, you should consider the Phaneuf trade. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. If you can get and and you, yeah, you can get two first round picks right here in this in this draft, a deep draft. Uh, if it's anything like two thousand three, they're laughing. They're laughing. It, it, they could yep. accelerate the entire process by years here. Yeah, if they pick absolutely, up. and especially if they, yeah, especially if they end up getting lucky and they get a defenseman and a center. Right? I mean, oh, my geez. God, yeah. Uh, you know, I think their goaltending is is good. Like their goaltending is not the problem. I mean, yeah, they have their off nights, but they they get hung out to dry so much. Yeah, they're uh, good goaltenders, uh, but I mean, yeah. that's what it is. You either have an elite goaltender, a la Lundqvist, yeah. Rene Price, or you have a good goaltender, mm-hmm. or you have a backup playing yeah, the starter. Yeah. We've talked about this. But what I'm saying is, I wouldn't do anything with that. No, now. they're not backups. Just, just yeah, just keep that now. Keep that thing going. It's not much of an um, upgrade if you upgrade there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just, just tear it down. Just tear it down. Who are you going to get Crawford in there? Who are you going to get that's like yeah. heads and shoulders above what they have right now? 
But is Corey Crawford heads and shoulders above Bernier? That's what I mean. They're I not. don't know. I he's mean, not. That's what I mean. He's not. He's, he's obviously played in a ton more big games, oh, of course. But, uh, but and he's is a he really that much better? He's a yeah. winner, proven, has yep. a cup. But that's not the point. The point is, is he much better? If, no. that, if that's the guy they acquire, because Chicago's got to do something this offseason, they're going to have to get rid of somebody. It's probably going to be Crawford because he's making $6 million this year or next year, sorry. Yeah. I mean, there's that. There's Sharp. We're talking some big, big, big contracts coming in. Tops in the Leeds contracts coming in. Making Subban look like he's getting paid peanuts contracts coming in. Yeah, you're getting the sense that this, this, I mean, I guess we always kind of have that feeling, but, but, but I really feel it this summer that, that stuff's going to happen this summer. But they keep signing um, new players that are amazing. It's bull, man. Oh no no no! I don't mean only Chicago. I just oh. mean with with lots of teams. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping. And especially like a team like Toronto that it it really you get you get the feeling. I and, and listening to Shanahan and even Bob Babcock and the presser were like, "There's gonna be pain." I think what they're really saying is, "Look, we're tearing this thing down. We hope, like we are tearing it hope. down." Uh, and why not? Just go for it. I think Toronto uh, yeah. needs a fresh start. I think it, Toronto yeah. needs to be good again. Yeah, Toronto it, needs funny. to make that conference final. I'm not too sure about winning the cup. Although, man, would that be amazing for hockey? Yep. Yeah, and I think that's why he's there. Really, I mean, obviously, the money is the money. You you can't you can't pass up that money. It's insane. Um, it's it's too good to pass up. It's an offer you can't refuse. How but I think you, also who it's would um, pass that up. But I've also heard that he was offered the same, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more from a rival team, the Buffalo Sabers, and did a whole switcheroo last second and went with Toronto with his mate, Brendan Shannon, who he has a relationship with. Eh, not that big of a relationship. No more than, than with, uh, you know, Murray in, in Buffalo. Uh, he coached him for one year. Done. That's it. There's no Team Canada connection. There's nothing else there. No more than Murray? What, what has Murray done? He was a they, scout they were together, in, they were together in, in, Anaheim. Uh, in Anaheim. But they were together in Anaheim. Yeah, he was a scout in Anaheim, right? Yeah, yeah but I'm saying, so what? He coached him for one year. Big deal. There's no major relationship there. He was a scout in Anaheim versus a player you played with who probably kept in touch. Shanahan's been playing. He's been playing the field since he retired. Probably He was probably playing the field while he was playing. The Shanahan, what do you call it? We call that a Shanahan powwow that he had after he retired to get back in the game. That guy's genius, man. He's a marketing genius. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is I don't think there, there's no like strong relationship between well, the two. Well, if you're comparing what, what he had with his GM, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that was a huge draw is what I'm saying. I think they, they're oh, okay, familiar yeah. with Edger. They know each other. But like they're, they're not tight is, is what I'm saying. I don't think any more than, than anyone well, else. What I was I mean, trying there, to there get is, to was Buffalo got screwed, supposedly. According to Buffalo, Buffalo got screwed leverage <laughs> that's all that is and you know what like we can get into it right now i i do not feel sorry for for buffalo i don't i don't feel sorry for a team that tries so hard to tank to get better and then people they don't get what they want they didn't get mcdavid and they're not getting babcock and sorry you know boo-hoo sorry i don't understand you see i was all i was okay with them tanking i was okay with that in that sense because it's a year to tank right but what I wasn't okay with was the way he treated the loss of the draft. You're getting Jack Eichel, and you basically shot, shut the door on him. Now you're building a team of, like, the second guy now. 
you know, where it's like, you're our coach. Oh. Yeah, you're the guy we wanted. Not really. And I go, hey, yeah, we'd love to have you there. We'd rather have McDavid, but you're good too. That's what I, that's I the just, first that came like to I my, said, my mind when yeah, I heard it. that's about. fine. They can tank. They can do that. It was all fun to watch. We all had a great big laugh. It's very but, Buffalo, though. But you know what? And it goes I, with I the like Bills. Buffalo. It goes with Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it goes and Buffalo I, and I like Buffalo, and that's fine. That's cool. Do that. It's not as if you're the only team in the history of the league that's ever done that. But... Don't sit here and cry about, oh, you know, we got played. They've, they've done it twice now. You know, sorry. Yeah, you got played. They've get lost over the it. Super Bowl twice in hockey also. Yeah. Yeah, get over it. You got played. I mean, what, what was it a few years ago? Uh, Ryan Suter, you know, getting on the Red Wings plane and all that. Woo. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Minnesota. Like, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. It's called leverage. Yeah, you got played. Sorry. Well, you got played. I think I think if, if Toronto had had bowed out, he might have been stuck with Buffalo. He probably would have went to Buffalo. Yeah. And that's what was interesting, too, listening to Shanahan on uh, Hockey Central at Noon, where he said everyone sort of counted us out, that we weren't in it, we weren't in it. And he said we never, that was never true. You know, we made our yeah, pitches early. That was early. all media, though. Yeah, I mean, we made our pitches on. early, and, and, uh, and, you know, we talked to him, and we were in communication, you know, uh, not constant communication, but there was some back and forth over a couple of weeks, and... And they never felt out of it. They were just sort of under the radar. And, and Shanahan said, I loved that. Like, it was great. It worked out perfect. Yeah, very so, un-Toronto. Uh, to have fooled the entire media. Yeah, and I think that's Shanahan, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, I you know, yeah, like you said, I mean, the guy, he's a smart guy. You know, yeah. he's doing, you know, he's doing what needs to be done, right? And now he's got the guy that you need behind the bench. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you sort of want to fast forward a few years and just see like what this team really is, you know? Oh, okay. I'd like to fast forward to next next season. Forget about next next few years. Now, now that Babcock is gone, let's switch it up. What happens to Detroit? There's a hole now. Uh, supposedly it's going to get filled by their AHL coach. His name is uh, Jeff Blashill. Um, I don't know. Like, look, I don't. I'm not trying to sound like a total snob here, but. The Red Wings were the Red Wings before Babcock, and they will be after him. That's what everybody's um, saying, yeah. Th they'll be fine. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, I mean, the, the Wings really made Babcock. He didn't make the Wings. Um, and then when you have Holland and Eisenman, that's a wing connection for Team Canada, right? I mean, they really built this guy into what he is now. Uh, that's not taking anything away from him, but, but they'll be fine. You know, they're a good organization. Jeff Blasio is absolutely the guy. He's the next uh, Cooper, right? He's the next Cooper. Yeah, from... he he's uh, that's a good point because because yeah, he's not gonna be a next Babcock. Even though if you closed your eyes and you listen to this guy talk, he sounds exactly like. Babcock, I was in a Shanty talk. He's starting to sound like Babcock now. <laughs> I know, maybe it's a thing. Um, but uh, yeah, he's probably more in the 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 John Cooper mold. But um, you know, look, this guy was an assistant with Babcock in. 2011 and 12, I One think. Year, and then, yeah. yeah, and then they said, hey, can you go coach the Griffins? And he said, great. So what did he do his first year? He won a Calder Cup. What did he do the next year? He won Coach of the Year. That was the year that the Wings were so uh, depleted, you know, lineup. They were so injured, so they just plucked everyone out of Grand Rapids. And he's doing well this year. Yeah, and he had nothing there, and they made the playoffs. They lost to the second in the second round to the Texas Stars, who I think went on to win the Calder Cup. Uh, Calder Cup, and then now he's in the conference final again. And this is yeah. all without Yurko and Mrazek. They could have brought I, him down, though. I don't know why they didn't send him down. Mrazek is like MIA. I don't know what this kid's doing. Uh, he didn't play at Worlds. He's not at the Griffin. Oh, uh, he might be the injured Griffin. then. Yeah, maybe. So, but if they had him, you can pretty much just 
bank on them making the final uh, because he tore it up the last time he was there. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. I've heard a lot of like, oh, you know, we all know what happened the last time this NHL coach came up like this, Dallas Akins. I'm sorry, but Dallas Akins is not the coach that, that Blasio is. Yeah. Okay, Blasio is, is a better coach. He's in a better situation. He's going not only to a team that, that he's a part of, he's going to a team, as Ken Holland said, this dude has his fingerprints all over this team. Nyquist, Tatar, Shahan, Yurko, Glendening, DeKaiser, yeah, Razzle. You're excited. You're excited. Look at you. You, you, you I'm lose just out saying, on, he, the, he, on the savior of Toronto, and you are excited about next year. You th- because this is the smartest thing Ken Holland's done in a long time, because he did this last year. Uh, five teams approached him and said, can we talk to Blasio? And he said, I'll get right back to you. He went to Blasio and he said, look, you can talk to these guys now, or I'll double your salary if you just stay with us for nice. one more year. And he's like, okay, I'll stay. And he actually said, I think I need one more year anyway. Um, well, there you go. Right there. That, that's the difference between him and Dallas. Yeah. And he's the guy. And, and the next wave of kids that are coming up, you know, he's got them right now. He's got him in a conference final for the Calder Cup. He, he's the guy. To me, he's the ju- guy. You're just painting Cooper's picture right now. Well, You're talking look, about every guy in Tampa he met in the AHL. He had success with in the HL. He won in the HL with those guys. He comes well, into the AHL. He actually, he actually lost. Uh, oh. No, no, no. He won, yeah. and then the next year they lost to okay. the Grand Rapids Ribbons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's a very, very that. similar situation. You, it, it, it you're is painting really the same situation. picture, basically. Well, the problem, the problem is, I don't know if Detroit has as good of players, but but they do have a lot of good pieces. I was just reading hockey's future and elite prospects they have anywhere from like the third to fourth best prospect pool in the nhl which is pretty impressive they're, for they're a team gonna be not fine picking exactly yeah the and they're, they're gonna be fine they're gonna be fine now with that said they very well could go through a lot of growing pains next year maybe he's overmatched maybe these kids that are coming up are overmatched maybe they don't miss uh they miss the playoffs next year i don't know um, but you know, again, maybe that's not such a bad thing either. Uh, they get a higher pick, maybe they add another piece, but I, I think they'll be fine. You know, in, in a few years, they might be really building something kind of special. So we'll see. You can hope. And, and with Dylan Larkin going pro, deciding to go pro, he's going to play with them in this conference final. Uh, that's great because Datsuk and Zetterberg will, will be gone soon and they don't have any centers. That's has so, what, two years left or one he's year He's got left? two years two and years then Zetterberg left. plays until I think 2055. Uh, <laughs> what about that? Is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Datsuk will be gone. Larkin is obviously never going to be a Datsuk. He's not that kind of a player. Um, he's well, that, more of a, who is, a right? real... Yeah, and, and, and even this is going to sound crazy, but I'm not saying he will be this guy, but but he's more of, of kind of like a Taves guy, like that kind of a player. Um, you know, we're very, very responsible defensively. Um, so a great, I don't know a if great that second skill, line, maybe third-line centerman? Yeah, for sure. I, I could see him as obviously a great second-line center. You hope that he turns into a first line, but who knows, man? That's a tough spot. you got to draft pretty high to get those guys. First um, line? Man, you can draft third overall like Montreal and still not get a first-line centerman. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he's the guy. Um, I am kind of excited because, you know what, it, it's sort of like, okay, that sucks, but at the same time, Ken handled uh, Ken Holland handled this thing like a boss, and and at the end he was able to say, look, he left because of term, you know, in a way because he's there for a decade. He can't give him eight years. You can't well, give. He a left because of term years. and money. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, but in the end, that's what he can spin, you know. Oh. And uh, very gracious, you know, 
wished him luck, but now we got to get to work and build a team and beat him. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I think he just handled it really well. I just, and, I just um, love the fact that he went to Toronto also because of the rivalry that used to be between Toronto and Detroit. Yeah, and is that's that going that to like simmer in? You can feel like the, you know, the I little ambers so. yeah. are, are just starting to tickle there. It's just it, it, there's it something. Be, yeah, there. yeah, it could be a lot of fun. And um, but no, it, it was time. It, it's time for a change. I think it'll be good. They're going to go through some growing pains because of Blasio and because they've got a lot of more young guys uh, coming up. But it's time. I think it's good for everyone. I think everyone is a winner here except Buffalo. But they're used to losing. So there you go. Buffalo Bills, baby. Yep. I feel for this team. They're becoming they're they're getting past the underdog tag. They're getting they're they're, they're slowly creeping into the loser tag. Well, we got to see what happens. You know, you got to see uh obviously they're going to take Eichel. They're going to um you know, they've got Reinhardt coming up. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see in a year or two how these kids are coming along. And, um, you know, as we said, I mean, as everyone says, I mean, on paper, they've got, um, uh, they're much further along than Toronto as far as this full-blown rebuild. Uh, they've got a lot of good pieces there. I mean, if you can have Eichel, Sam Reinhardt, and, and Gergensens as your top three centers. With Gregor uh, Angle in the minors. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're pretty set at the center spot. Yeah, you're so, right. You know, I mean, who do they have on the back end? I'm not too familiar with. Well, they've got they've got basically the London Knights team. Yeah, and I have no idea who the, who's playing in nets for them. So no, nor, um, nor do they. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll see. I mean, I think we just gotta wait and and see what happens. But who's their coach now? I don't know. I mean, can nor you see do that? they like like Bilesma? Well, or... they're talking to Bilesma now. Which is okay. This yeah. is what we should probably talk about right now. Is what's next? Right? Who's getting next job? There's Buffalo looking for a coach. Yeah, Boston might be doing a change because Don Sweeney didn't exactly come out and raise that Claude Julien flag up during his press conference. Yeah, Philly signed the Notre Dame coach, not Notre Dame, North Dakota coach. Which yeah, was Hackstall, which was an interesting hire. I like yeah. it. I really like that signing. Yeah, super outside the box. Um, very American. Yeah. Very American in terms of in terms of thinking, in terms of uh, bringing a coach in that's been in the, co- in the collegiate level. Yeah. hasn't been done in years. It hasn't been done successfully almost ever, except yeah, for well, I think some of the what, best like, coaches like that Herb ever had. Brooks or exactly. Bob Johnson, like those Yeah, those except for some of the yeah, best coaches yeah. that, that ever played, yeah. like that ever, that ever been. Yeah, yeah I, I like that too. That's, that's um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, he was a great coach at North Dakota, very, very successful. And, so, and so another we'll team that's really interesting to see in terms of coaching is San Jose. Yeah, yeah, and Babcock went out there, and that was a little weird that he went out there. I'm not sure what he was getting at. Um, well, I think he was trying to... I, I think that was a leverage thing, because there's no way that he would take what McLennan chooses to leave. Yeah, that's that, yeah, exactly. That's a super uh, kind of awkward position there. But um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know what they're going to get. I, I, I sort of want to see them get back to that kind of run-and-gun style. Uh, so maybe Bilesma could be a good fit there. Bilesma would be a great fit there. But, you know, I don't know. Um, who's left? you got Bilesma's left. You've got uh, Ted G- Nolan went to coach uh, no, he's junior out. hockey, right? Guy Boucher um, is coming back. Guy Boucher, maybe Julian. You've got uh, Carlisle still out there somewhere. Carlisle still out there. Um, um, yeah. There's quite a few. There's quite That'd a few. be pretty cool if uh, Julian went to uh, Buffalo, eh? <laughs> Just went up the road a bit there. Um, he would do well in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. And he's sort of gone through that, right? Um, 
But he's because he, he, he's because a tight they, you coach, know, they, and he doesn't take any. He he's the type of coach that walks into a room and, as a yeah. player, you just shut the hell up. Well, and he sort of you know got that Boston team when it was on the up and up, right? Yeah, but he's won um, a cup though. Yeah, and that's what I mean. So he's 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 done that before, and and that's where again you know back to Babs. That's going to be really interesting. He, he, this is something he's actually never ever done, um, and so it'll be you know it's going to be fun to see how it all plays out. Oh, I'm in. Um, I, I'm in for that roller coaster. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Let's switch gears for a little bit here. Let's talk about the next, the next after this draft. We have next year's draft, and number one overall should be Austin Matthews. Yeah, coming right out of Arizona. Yeah, yeah. The first Arizona-born player to not only enter the league but enter the league with a bang, with first overall probably next year. He is thinking, possibly has, possibly will, sign with the Swiss League. He has three choices. He can go to the NCAA, go to the Western Hockey League with the Everett Silvertips, or, bada boom, join the Swiss Hockey League. Yeah, you saw that kind of earlier this month, right, right. And supposedly, he, some sources have said that he has signed, some sources have said that it's not finalized, but if he does sign, it's a $500,000 payday to play one year and one year only and then enter the NHL. What I think you... it's even more money than that because it's Euros, so... True, 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 true. Bit, yeah, a little bit extra. Yeah, um, plus perks, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I heard this too. I, I saw that Damian Cox tweet. Did you just say that? You said that, right? No. Oh, okay, yeah, there was a, a Damian Cox tweeted that out. I saw that and I, I sort of dug around and and yeah i never i don't know if that ever happened or not according to the swiss league he did sign but i haven't been able to find it anywhere else i haven't seen it in 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 about a week but um that was really interesting and i remember hearing a lot of what the hell is this kid doing um but it's actually a pretty good league it's not a bad league um it's more challenging than than college hockey and he'd probably play under a coach. You know, there are some NHL coaches there or ex-NHL oh, coaches he, there. Oh, he's going to be playing for Mark Crawford. Yeah, so there you go. And, and you know, Mark Crawford, you know, ex-coach of the Colorado Avalanche. Like, he's seen his fair share of uh, good hockey players in good hockey. Um, <laughs> and, so, um, and, and, and then you make a boatload of money. So, But also, like, why not as a go? fellow expat, Jeremy, as a fellow yes. expat, right? As a person who has traveled, does travel, who loves being around in terms of traveling. Oh, okay. I thought um, I'm like alive. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like being alive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is something to be said about taking a year off and going to, to Switzerland. But that's just it. It's not a year off. It's not really a year off. I mean, he's going to a pretty but good take it, But go back, go back to the lockout year. How many yeah. guys went out to Switzerland and came back going, oh, I was blown away how awesome my experience was there? Yeah, for Think sure. Think how much you grow sure. as a person playing with men in that league. Going well, to Switzerland, one of the most, most beautiful countries in the world. Yeah, and it might not be a bad idea to go there and, and, and you know, with all due respect to, you know, the States and, and college culture, but it might be a little bit better to go there and, you know, have a little bit more experience, more of that kind of European lifestyle than just, you know, chugging beers every night. Um you know, back on campus or something. Well, so I'm not sure if you're uh, to chug beers if you're a superstar in the NCAA. Though. Oh, you are. You just uh, don't. You know, put the phones <laughs> away. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Oh well, that's not what 
the second overall Jack Eichel did. This <laughs> no, no. Well, you live and learn, live and learn. Um, yeah, it, it is pretty interesting. Um, and, and you wonder if, if he actually does do it, if, if you start to see that a bit more. Would you want him um, to do it? Sure, why not? I mean, if it's what he wants to do. I mean, I'm, no, no, you know, no. Would you want? Okay, no, no. For, if you're his agent, would you want him to be going out to Swiss to Switzerland for his draft year? I don't see a huge difference between going to Switzerland and going to like the NCAA. You know, in 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 a way, I mean, the Swiss league is better. It's a more challenging hockey league. For sure, it is. Um, you know, and so. You know, you're still playing. For sure, it is. You're and you're still playing with men. You know, that's always kind of a knock on college hockey. Is that ah, it's not as good. But There's you are playing with guys that are man strength. Yeah, you are playing with guys that are bigger, stronger, older um, than a lot of guys in the junior league. You know, in junior leagues. But but at the same time, they're just not as good, right? If they were good, they probably wouldn't be there. Um, sure, sure, but 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 NCAA hockey, college hockey has gotten so much better, and it's it's a great. Uh, place to play, and they they are producing loads of uh, of uh, great hockey also, players now. Also, if he joins Zurich, he's playing with six former NHL players. Yeah, and even um, with, who said it? I think uh, there's I something think to be said about that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I I just pulled something up here. Yeah, and um, yeah, even Keith Yando. Keith Yando was saying, "Hey, I wonder why more guys don't do it." You know, it, it it's. You know, it's something different. It's a good league. Oh, I'd so love it. Why Imagine, not? Yeah. Although, I'd like to say this, but I was going to say, like, why don't they just join the Swedish league too? But then I just remembered Brashear is playing in the Swedish league right now. <laughs> he, he's two years removed from the Goon League in Quebec. Uh-huh. Jeez. Oh, yeah, and I think the other reason is I... I I don't know, you know, I don't know what goes through these guys' heads, like scouts and head coaches and stuff. But, but the one thing about the Swiss League, I don't know how many games they play, but that's sort of the knock on on NCAA hockey is they don't play a lot of games. No, but they practice a lot. So they which practice means a if, lot. If you're a and, raw and, player, and, right? For sure, the best players get to go to Worlds and in you know the World Junior, and they do all that. I know there's always hockey to be played somewhere, right? But. Um, but if you could go through sort of a longer season, you know, kind of the grind of a longer season, uh, that might be great experience too. So, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to see anything since then. I think that was earlier in May, uh, maybe like the tenth or twelfth or something like that. But um, but a few a few places picked it up. I think the Edmonton Journal. I read something there. Uh, NBC. Their what is it? The pro their pro hockey talk site had some stuff. So, yeah, very interesting. Definitely a different path, but uh, yeah, he wishes good luck. And Arizona might pick him, you know. Arizona, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean they're going to be near the bottom again, so they might have a shot at, at picking him up. Uh, just to give you some hint, some uh, little information on Swiss League, they play fifty games a year. Oh, okay, so not that much more. I think uh, with college, it's like high thirties or forties or something. So maybe not that much more than okay. Well. That's hockey. Well, we haven't even gotten into the series, man. What? There's playoffs going on? <laughs> there is something going on, yeah. The most amazing hockey of the year right now is being played by four wonderful teams. The New York Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Anaheim Ducks, and Chicago Blackhawks. Just amazing. I'm blown away by what's going on right now in terms of hockey. Yeah, you, you really get the sense that like these, these are the best four teams. You know, uh, this is it. Yeah, you, you really have the best four teams playing right here. Um, you know, Anaheim was great all year. So were the Rangers. Chicago was up there. 
Tampa Bay had a good season, and yeah, I it's got just absolutely it's a lot of nothing fun. to say except go watch those games because man, they're awesome. They've been good, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this Tampa New York series has just gotten really wacky with uh, goals galore. Uh, Tampa Bay's put up six with Lundqvist in two Nets. games in a row, and then uh, that overtime game the other day, eleven goals. 11 goals, 6-5 overtime wins. Just when for... everyone's complaining about the lack of scoring. Which brings me to an interesting point. This is a little old because it happened uh, earlier in the week. But what do you think of Shaw's header? Is that something you'd like to see stand? Uh, Andrew Shaw, overtime, the puck comes up. It's a play that, look, it's not as if it happens every game. I mean, it happens once a year. As Maybe if you, you see could something score like off your that. head twice in a row. And it just... It was awesome. It was the awesome. The guy jumps up. That takes skill, yeah. coordination. Yeah. It was just a beautiful little football or whatever, soccer header in the net. They celebrate. Yeah. And it's not a goal. It's not a goal. Yeah. I, on a personal level, I love the idea of scoring headers in, yeah. in the NHL. Yeah. I'm also up with kicking goals in as long as you're skating blade does not leave the ice i'm also up on you know pretty much anything when it comes to putting goals in the net a- apart from hands just like yeah soccer. i don't want to see guys no like hands, throw it in you know? yeah bat it in like that right. um but the rule is put in with your stick or nothing but you see that's not true because you can use your you can use your ass you can use your leg I mean, guys in front of the net. As a deflection, they, though. As a deflection only. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a deflection. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like for a play, it, it's not as if guys are lying on the ice, you know, heading the puck in. You know, Although just, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, you're not going to have skates and sticks at, at people's faces. And, and if you're heading it in, I mean, all these guys are pretty big. And so the puck's obviously in the air. Um, I don't think you're going to get any more high sticking than what you get now uh, because you still got to be responsible for your stick and you don't want to take a penalty like that especially in a game like that in overtime um so yeah i'm with you i'm with you i go for it